People often ask me what kind of church is C3 Powerhouse, and I usually just, there's three things I say. We're a soul-winning, disciple-making, supernatural church. That's kind of who we are. And uh, we're just, you know, if you're not used to praying like that, or, you know, I was praying in tongues a lot. That's a gift that God gives to those, uh, His children who love Him, and it's a powerful gift, and it taps us into the, into the spirit realm. And so you might go, that's completely weird, but that's okay. It's all in the Bible. So, you know, there's weirder stuff on TV. We're a, we've got a Harry Potter generation who wants, they want power. They don't want the form of religion. If the form of religion was going to reach this world, it already would have done it. People want genuine power in a loving community. This feels like a loving community with genuine power. Is that true? Awesome. So it's Vision Sunday, and uh, it's just a joy to be here. So we're so proud of, of you guys. Uh, we're so proud of you, Dan and Ebony, who do such a phenomenal job as our location pastors here. Uh, so proud of so many of you who have just been deeply involved in serving on the Dream Team, uh, giving financially, praying consistently, uh, just part of a small group and loving other people and inviting friends. And so well done. Last year, uh, 60 people came to either recommit or came to faith in Christ in 2022. Isn't that awesome? Now that, that deserves a really big clap. That's really, really awesome. Come on. I don't know how many of you have been in a church before that 60 would have been like 20 years. Come on. I was in a church like that for a period of time and to see people come to faith. Now, not every person's going to keep coming to church. Some people, it's the seed that's sown. Some move on to another, loca- another city or another place. But bit by bit, lives are being transformed. So we love, we love seeing that. Uh, look, I know that there's a, uh, Brooklyn's dating. I know there's some other people around here who are dating. So this is a little, little bit of a help, helpful for the, the young fellas who are dating. It, just a little, little suggestion. When your girlfriend comes home in a white suit covered in bee stings and smelling like honey, you know she's a keeper. Thank you. No, no, it's true. It's really an absolute. You like that, Christian? I love your enthusiasm, man. That's so good. That's so good. No, the other one was some of you are like, you know, things have got a bit tighter. You need to ask your boss for a raise. Who would like some tips in how to ask your boss for a raise, except for you, Dan and Eb? Uh, uh, okay, I asked my boss for a raise because three companies are after me. He said, well, which, company, which companies are after you? The gas, the water, and the electric company. Okay, all right, sorry, all right. That's okay. Matthew chapter 28 is the verse that we're going to launch out of today, Vision Sunday. Uh, And this is one of the most famous scriptures in the Bible. It's often called the Great Commission. And last year, our theme was brilliant disciple makers because Jesus said these words. He told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I will be with you. With you always, even to the end of the age. This is the commission for followers of Jesus. This is the commission for the church. It's to make disciples. It's to go and make disciples. And last year we described disciples as those who are fully immersed into the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, into church, into the Word, into prayer, and fully surrendered to God. Turn to your neighbor and say, are you fully surrendered and are you fully immersed? Come on. Come on. 
Well, I feel like the whole turn to your neighbour thing here needs a little bit of work. Like, there was like about 10 people. Okay, just turn to your neighbour and tell them your name. If you haven't met yet, that might be the start. Okay, let's go. All right, a little bit, right. Okay, now turn to the neighbour on the other side who you just completely ignored and tell them your name as well. All right, this is, okay. And if it's an empty seat, all right. Okay, it's a little, I know it's awkward. For those of you who find it difficult to make decisions, that's the worst moment of the week for you. To, when I say turn to your neighbour, you're like, oh no, which one, which one? All right, so just, don't just sit there frozen. Make a choice, back your choice. All right, so we're, we're making disciples. We're making, now the, the way we describe in our church, we have a phrase for how, uh, making, the making of disciples and it's called transform lives. When you become a follower of Jesus, your life begins to be transformed. So that's the vision of our church, transform lives. So this is what transformed lives look like. We heard it from Tiani about, about a part of her transformation journey. But our transformed lives is this. We love to see salvations and rededications. We love to see baptisms and we love to hear testimonies. We love to see people filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues and turn from their old ways to follow Jesus because our vision is... Okay, we're going to get this from the whole front to the back by the end of this section today. All right. We love to see people encounter the love of God, weeping as God meets them in their pain with His kindness. I love it when you come to church and the first time and you're like, why am I crying? What's going on? Is there, have they put something in the air? Is there, is there some kind of hocus pocus going on? That's the love of God touching people. We love to see marriages restored. We love to see prodigals return. We love to see families reunited. We love to see broken hearts healed, minds renewed, and habits changed because our vision is... Okay, we're getting good. We're good. We love to see addictions broken. We love to see anxiety overcome, depression defeated, and bodies supernaturally healed. We love to see children celebrated and trained up in God's house. We love to see teenagers having fun, making friends, and on fire for Jesus because our vision is... All right, we're doing well. We love to see the lonely find family. The hurting find healing. We see the tormented find freedom. We love to see those who were once self-absorbed learning how to serve others. Those who were once greedy learning how to be generous because our vision is? We're doing good. We love to see people discover their God-given gifts, to step into their purpose, discover God's call on their life. We love to see people grow strong in their faith, Go deeper in the Word of God and discover a rich and passionate prayer life because our vision is that's true. That's what we're all about. We love to see. Now, when you can't, now this, for many people, the idea that church is not primarily for me, but for others, is the game changer. To go, now, sure, when you first come along, you, you, you want to make friends, you want to connect with God, there's, there's, there's some stuff going on that we, we need God for. Often there's been a crisis in our life that's drawn us to church or made us open to God. And so be, at the beginning, we come and we're like, we're being, we're being ministered to. 
But there comes a moment in every Christian's life where you really begin to get some traction, where you're not just coming to church to be ministered to, you're coming to church to minister to others. You're coming to church to, yeah, and this is, this is the, the power of the gospel. When you lay your life down, your life, you begin to discover your life. So transform life is not just me going the next 10 years, come on down in Ebony. Look after me, meet my needs, help me, visit me, call me, pray for me. No, transform life. There's a little, that's part of it, but you become part of a family and you're like, okay, while I'm getting ministered to by God and the ones around me, I'm going to minister forward to people around me. So our vision is transform lives. Now, in 2018, uh, where Danielle and I had been senior pastors for 18 years, it was, it was a watershed year for us. There was, it was a significant kind of change year. God uh, brought some prophets to our church, people like David McCracken, who's here in Melbourne, uh, people like Mike Connell, and they began to pray and prophesy about a new era for C3 Powerhouse. They began to uh, prophesy over, over myself about being apostolic, over Danielle about pr- a prophetic grace and just moving from being a, a one location church that was really focused on that one community into, into something uh, broader and wider. And so that David McCracken prophesied this, this, uh, there's an end, the end of an era and the beginning of a new era for your church. This is, this is 2018. In 2018, uh, we sat in a, a presence conference listening to Jensen Franklin preaching and God did a number on me and I've talked about this before. He just absolutely smashed me. I ended up just sitting in my seat, bawling my eyes out as God said, I want you to start a church in Melbourne. I remember getting my phone out afterwards and looking at a map and, and we'd always thought about starting a church in Melbourne. I'm a Gippsland boy originally. Danielle's family is from Mitcham and Croydon originally. We'd actually thought that we were going to move down to plant a church in Melbourne 15 years ago, but God said, no, um, build a base here. I want you to stay on the Sunshine Coast. So when this moment came, it's like, I want you to go to Melbourne. I pulled out the phone. Went to Google Maps, as you do, and the angel Google spoke to me. I know, the angel Google. She's quite remarkable. And I looked at, I looked at a map. I knew we'd be in the eastern suburbs, and Ringwood literally just jumped off the map at me like, like a Bible verse, like a rhema word from God. And so we're like, all right, we're coming to Ringwood. We've never been to Ringwood. I remember. And so then, this is 2018. A, a little while later, on the 2nd of August in 2018, we invited Pastor Dan and Ebony to come and talk to us in my office. I think we've got a photo of this moment. And, and you'll, uh, so this is my office. They were our youth pastors leading our youth ministry. Over 200 uh, teenagers on fire for God. Oh, oh, there we go. Oh, maybe that's me. This, this, is, this is not before we asked them. This is afterwards. So if you see a glint of fear in their eyes, it was well-founded, okay? It's like mostly vision and fear, all right, going on there. But we asked them to go away and pray. Does God want you to uproot your lives, leave the beach, leave the, your family, leave the Sunshine Coast? It sounds, you know, it's, I know, it's, we didn't say it all like that. We talked about seeing lives changed and pioneering a move of God and how awesome it's going to be, but they were counting the cost. This, this is August 2018, and a few weeks later, after praying about it and God clearly speaking, so he'd spoken to us about planting. He spoke to them about, about coming and being sent, and we sent them with a team of wonderful young adults um, in a car down the road, down here, to be part of this location. 
And in this process, 2018 was a significant year for me where God, uh, I remember one day reading my Bible and this Bible verse, it just, it screamed at me. I, you know, sometimes when you read a Bible verse, uh, you're like, oh, that's, that's interesting. And you know, that's kind of God speaks to you. That's interesting. Other times it's like, wow, okay, that's good. But this time, as I got to it, the presence of God just filled the room and I'm like, okay, this is something. And it was this particular verse, this verse in Genesis chapter 35. And it, it, it talks about uh, Jacob changing his name to Israel. And it goes on and said, God said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. You will become a great nation, even many nations. Kings will be among your descendants. And I'll give you the land I once gave to Abraham and Isaac. Yes, I'll give it to you and your descendants after you. And this, is, this, this year, 2018, was really a significant year. We changed our name to C3 Powerhouse. We were C3 Kiwana Waters, the local area we're from. We're like, okay, we need a name that's going to represent the cities that God's going to give us so that we can be one church in multiple locations, that we would be a great nation and many nations. That's locations. God put it in our heart that we'd, 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 our goal is to ultimately have 10 locations who are all relationally connected and part of C3 Powerhouse. He said, kings will be among your descendants. To me, that speaks of influential people, entrepreneurs, people who are leaders in this sphere of society. Uh, he talks about being El Shaddai. That's the God of the miraculous. That's, that's a supernatural God. He talked about land and provision. And so, so we began over two years to, to dream and pray. And I pray this scripture so much. And what happened over a period of time, something formed in my heart around a, around a dream, just around what God had. And it actually it does remind me of a plumber who went to his doctor and said, every time I close my eyes, I see PVC, copper and steel tubes. What does that mean? And he says, oh, you're just having a pipe dream. Oh, sorry. Okay. Just, okay. Dreams. Back to dreams. Back to dreams. Just, just to make sure you're still awake. So on the 1st of January, 2020, so our visions have been transformed lives for, year, for years. And here's the thing about Vision Sunday. It's not just a matter of coming and saying, oh, what we, all the different things we're going to be doing this year. It's, just, it's actually, it's a reminder Sunday. This is who we are. This is what God's called us to be. This is what we're all about, okay? So we can move forward together. Now, we, are, we do have a theme, and I'll talk about that soon. But on the 1st of January, 2020, I sat on an airplane in the Sydney airport uh, flying back from a dream anointing service that I'd gone to preach for in Sydney. And God spoke to me and said, I want you to write your dream for the decade. And it really came out of that scripture that I've just mentioned. I'm Al Shaddai. Uh, you'll become a great nation and uh, many nations. And so I began to scribble down these things that out of prayer in the last two years, God had put in my heart. And now we, we call it the dream for the decade. It's, and I'm really glad because 2020 was, as, as we all are well aware down here, wasn't the, the most awesomest year in terms of achieving goals and dreams. Uh, our dream was to go to Europe to celebrate our 25th anniversary. We're going to do that maybe this year later on because COVID screwed us over. But anyway, we're leaving on from that. So I'm glad God gave us a dream for the decade, not just a dream for the year. And so we've, we've talked about this dream. Now, one of the things, and I'm gonna, we're going to read through it together. It's our dream for the decade. And if you're new to our church and you haven't heard this, this is really what we see, the kind of church we see ourselves being. Now, originally it was I see, but now it's we see. It's not just my vision or our vision. So let's go to the first stanza of our dream for the decade. We see 
It's coming, and I've got it here. So we see, are you there? All right, we see. There we go. So I'm going to get you to read it to us because oh, we're going to read it together. I might make some comments, but let's let's go. So one, two, three. We see our church in a season of revival, a powerful move of God with radical salvations, healings, and young people being apprehended for the call of God. Give me a shout if you're young. Come on. Yeah, me too. Praise God. Always young at heart. All right. We see extraordinary momentum with a thousand people being saved in a year and increasing until one day we see a thousand people saved across a weekend. Imagine that across 10 locations. Easter, one weekend, a hundred people at every location. It's a dream. You got to dream. If you don't dream big, you're not going to achieve anything. That's the first one. Next, next one. One, two, three. We see us being a leadership factory, training, raising up, and empowering leaders who are brilliant disciple makers. Last year's theme. There is a multiplication of leaders of all ages who are gripped by a strong and unshakable call of God, which causes them to lay down their lives for the gospel. Okay, pause for a moment. One of the things that's really important in that phrase is all ages. Yes, we want to see young people apprehended for the call of God. Yes, at a very young age, we want, we want teenagers to encounter God, children to encounter God. But I love that Sunny Coast and here, we're a multi-generational church. I love that we've got people like David and Janice who are brilliant disciple makers. I love that we've got Sid and Lee running a connect group as brilliant disciple makers. Multiple generations. All right, the next one. One, two, three. We see us established in our new premises on the Sunshine Coast. Okay, pause for a moment. For those of you like, why are we saying this is our dream for a decade? We've had, as a church on the sunny coast, so many prophecies about a miraculous facility. We own 30 acres of land, which we're, we're wanting to sell, we're wanting to buy. And like everybody who even has a little P prophet in their name just comes along and prophesies God's going to do a miracle with a, with a building. Now, the reason that's part of our dream is I believe as we break through into a apostolic center and landmark facility, God will break through in every location, not just for a rented facility like this, which is awesome, but for our own facility. All right. Okay, so let's do that again. We see us established in our new premises on the Sunshine Coast. It's a landmark facility. This will be a demonstration of God's power, a result of a series of miracles that echoes around the nations. The Lord will be glorified for doing exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or think. All right, next one. You're doing so good, by the way. All right, here we go. Here's, here's one of your faves. This is awesome. All right, one, two, three. We see new church locations starting with Melbourne in 2020. Come on, the prototype. We are believing for five new church plants over the course of the decade. All right, so... The beginning of last year, we sent another couple to Auckland, New Zealand, Jeremy and Lisa Moore. They're about to start their public service, uh, public servants, uh, no, public services uh, and meeting together. So that will be the second location we planted in the decade. All right. We see these locations supernaturally in their own buildings because we first broke through on the Sunshine Coast. Now, I particularly love writing this on the 1st of January as a prophetic statement. Right now, you're living in a prophetic statement. 
This is a building that God supernaturally provided for our church. That's the power of declaring a vision over your life. You've got a goal anointing service next week. So part of the thing is write down goals and visions. And some might take one year, some might take 10 years, but you've got to have something to aim for that comes out of the prophetic heart of God for your life. All right, next one. It's taking a long time, but don't mind me. We see our church filled with influencers and entrepreneurs, innovative, cutting edge marketplace leaders who excel in every sphere of society. Governments, media, sport, entertainment, education, and business. Awesome. Entrepreneurs who set the standard for business excellence, leadership, and wealth creation. This is, this is a mark of our church. Every church has distinctives. And one of the distinctives of our church is that God's called us to be a, a, a place where like influential, large people can come, be filled up, be, uh, and go back into that sphere and be salt and light for the glory of God. Carry the presence of God into every sphere of society. All right, here we go. Uh, This is number six. We see our church consistently experiencing powerful healings. Now, just a moment. Just wait a moment. This is just a little thing I love to do. There is a breakthrough anointing. When we do it, yeah, just have to click your fingers, all right? That's just because when we did the first recording, Danielle did it. There's a breakthrough anointing on our church. It's like, you just feel something shift every time. Ready? Okay. We see our church consistently experiencing powerful healings. Ready? There is a breakthrough anointing on our church. Very good. People get healed in their seats during worship and watching online. Hey, interestingly, there was no COVID when, when I wrote that on the 1st of January. The concept of watching online wasn't really a thing apart from some people watching on YouTube. It's amazing how when God whispers something and you record it, it becomes, and we have seen people healed watching online by the power of God. It's awesome. Love it. Uh, People are flying in to be in our services because they've heard miracles are happening at C3 Powerhouse. Not just the Sunshine Coast, I prophesy. People are flying into Melbourne to be part of the miraculous what move of God that He's doing in our location. All right, awesome. The last one, love this one. We see us being known for kindness in our communities. Our reputation is for generosity, compassion, and practical help for those who are in need. We see us, a haven of love, hope, and acceptance for all, radiating God's love into our communities and beyond. This is who we are. Uh, Seven components of a dream. Some of those things where we're just, you know, giving away money to some community groups at Christmas time. That's just us saying we want to be known for generosity into our community. Over time, we'll start a community arm. We'll meet some specific needs. We'll mobilize people in our church. But this is our dream for the decade. Give me a wave if you're excited about our dream for the decade. Awesome. Then this year, all right, what's happening this year? What's, what's, what is God wanting to do in this year? I'd say so much more, so much more of what He's already been doing here in Melbourne East. Uh, you know, we saw 60 people come either back to faith or to faith last year. Wouldn't it be awesome to see 100 people come to faith this year in our church? Come on. Uh, it would be an amazing thing. Uh, one of the, the, the phrases that I, I wrote at the beginning of that um, dream for the decade is I see our church in a season of revival. 
And really only probably two years earlier, the Lord spoke to me about renovating our facility for revival. It was like this little phrase and it wasn't, it wasn't my phrase. I, I, I'm, I would not describe myself as a revivalist. Um, so when I've prayed for many years, I've just prayed, God, let individuals meet you. Let people come to faith. Let people encounter you. Let, let there be an outpouring of your Holy Spirit. But, but God spoke to me about, about getting ready for revival and being revival ready, both in facility and in leadership and team and people. It'd best be ready. And so... That, that's kind of the start. And there are, there are breakouts of what I would call a move of God around the world right now. For me, let me describe when I say revival, this is what I see as revival. Revival is not just where everyone does weird and crazy things for the heck of it. All right, revival is where the Holy Spirit pours out at a dimension. I mean, our worship was amazing today. Worshiping God's incredible. When we're praying for people and there's a sense of God, but revival, it's, it's just like heaven opens and there's this there's atmosphere of the presence and power of God. Uh, the Bible talks about, and our, our verse for our church is, He will make it glorious. That means weighty. The glory of God will come. The weightiness of God will come. That, to me, that's what revival looks like. Revival, maybe it may start in one day and flow, or it may be just a build up over a period of time. doesn't bother me how, how it comes. It's just that there's a greater dimension of the glory of God comes. With a greater dimension of the glory of God comes people being awakened to holiness. Because when you get closer to God, you'll suddenly realize that this stuff going on in my life doesn't, doesn't measure up in God's presence. When, when there's an outpouring or revival of God, uh, we begin to hear His voice a lot clearer. We, we, we just love, and it's like the Bible says, I'll pour out my spirit and my young, your young people will prophesy. Why? Because they're hearing God. That's, that's a mark of revival. A mark of revival is the miraculous. A mark of, the, of revival is a harvest. It's people coming to Christ. And so that's what I see for us as a church moving towards a season of revival. But here's, here's our response. God only, because you, you can have a move of God, hit one church here and one church there and miss one church here. And you go, What's, why is that? That's because God responds to hunger. He looks for people who are not full and satisfied. The problem with the Western world so often is we don't have that, we can often not have that many needs. We can be self-sufficient. We can be full and, and we've got so much to, to binge on and get full in our spirits that we can kind of not be hungry for the presence of God. And so our theme for 2023 is hunger for God. I, I see our church just uh, going up a, another level in our hunger for God. I love David says this in Psalm 27, one thing. Man who's got a heart after God says one thing I want. One thing I ask from the Lord. This only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. If, if, if God was to come and say to you, what's your one thing? If I can do one thing for you, what would your one thing be? Would it be a little bit like a shopping list? Oh, I've got five things. Which one will I make my number one? David, the one who's got a heart after God, says, well, if I can only have one thing, let it be your presence. 
Let me gaze it. Let me see your face. Let me see you, God. Let me, let me just love being filled with you. Let me let, let let all my needs go into the background because you are enough in your own right. That's 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 a hunger for God language. Uh, in Revelation, the, the you know, one of the angels uh, comes to the church in Ephesus. And, he, you know, it's in Revelation 2. I'm not going to spend a lot of time there. But he says, basically, I know you've, your good deeds. I know your hard work. And I know your perseverance. So you've persevered. And, you're good, and you've worked hard. He goes, and you've rejected the Nicolaitans, which, were, which was like a sect of Christianity that said immorality is okay. So basically, you've held your moral values You've persevered by your keeping on coming. You're still going. But he says, I've got this one thing against you. You've lost your first love. Your first love. I don't know how many can remember when you got your first in love with your spouse. Come on. Remember Danielle was in Brisbane when we were, were and we didn't have FaceTime. We didn't have the internet. We didn't have mobile phones. Uh, but we would ring and we would talk for hours, hours, hours. And then at the end of it, it's like, you hang up. No, you hang up. No one hangs up. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. And then you talk for another half an hour and you're just, what are you thinking now? What are you thinking now? You just, you just, you just love talking. You love being together. You love, and it's just, what is that? That's the first love. And, and the, 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 the angel message to that church was, I want you to get back to your first love. And to do the deeds of your first love, the things that you did when you first loved, when you first loved Jesus, you got that Bible open and you read all through the night. It was so alive and impacting. When you, when you got saved and you first met Jesus and you fell in love, you're like, it's, it's Monday morning. It's six days until church again. Come on, how, how, what can I do? And then someone said, oh, it's okay. There's a small group. You're like, oh, really? We get to meet again? Awesome. And then someone said, oh, there's a prayer meeting. You're like, oh, a prayer meeting. Awesome. We can come together. It's like Sunday, that's the best moment of my life. Why? Because it's, it's like date night when you're, when you're dating. It's like, oh, can't wait till Thursday night because we're dating. In fact, when you're first in love, every night's date night. Yeah. Oh, who's, who's in their first love phase right now? Come on, Alex and Jai, that was your moment. Yes, awesome. Every night's date night. I want you to return to your first love. I want you to return. I want you to have a hunger for God. I would love that that would be a mark of C3 Powerhouse, that we would be a people who just love the presence of God. We love to pray. We love to worship. We love to, to, to stir ourselves up. The Bible says God looks for those who know how to stir themselves up and take a hold of Him. Isaiah 64. We're not just Sunday attenders. We're in love with God. And, we're stir- and I, that's, that hunger is what we can do. We can't make revival happen. We can't bring a move of God ourselves. But we can stir ourselves up to take a hold of God. So that's our theme uh, across our locations this year. Uh, and I'm going to get the band to come on up in just a moment. So a couple of things that we're going to do that, that will be an expression of hunger for God. Obviously, every time we worship in church, we're worshiping with a hunger for God's presence. We're also going to uh, start off a Tuesday night prayer meeting. All right. Now, this is good news because, I don't know, the difference between the sunny coast and Melbourne, one of the big differences is at 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, 4.30 in the morning, the sunny coast, the sun is shining. 
You go for a walk at the beach at 5.30 and it's like, it's like a traffic, traffic jam. Everybody's up and awake. It's peak hour. I go for a walk in, in Melbourne City at like 7.30 in the morning and there's like, no one's awake. So I know the early morning prayer meeting was a little challenge for many of you. Like, who gets up early in the morning for a prayer meeting, right? Now, I know many of you did. But good news, we're moving from the, ni- from the morning to the night. All the night owls said yes. So from 7 till 7.30, every Tuesday night, so every Tuesday night, we're going to have what we call revival prayer. And revival prayer is really about you and I praying to get ourselves revived first. So not so much praying for the church to have revival, but we do a lot of just put on some worship music and praying in the Spirit, worshiping. We kneel, we cry out to God, awaken us, awaken our hunger, restore our first love. And then maybe the last five or 10 minutes, we begin to pray for a move of God and revival in our church. And I want to, you know, I'm, so I'm actually going to come down a couple of times this year, just midweek, just to lead the prayer meeting. That's how important it is. I just want to come, teach on prayer and lead the prayer meeting. We're also this year, uh, for those of you who are on Instagram and have, have felt the FOMO when we've had three nights of fire or nights of power on the Sunshine Coast, and we're going to have some Sunday nights of power, all right? So just, just for those who are hungry for more of God and the power of God, sounds like there's a few people here like that. That's awesome. So we'll have a couple of nights of power hour where we'll come down for the night and again we'll just make more room for God to move in our midst so this is us a hunger for God so this is what I want you to do close your eyes